This is how you know they're Gen Z. You say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're going to say, YouTube influencer. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two. One. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Warning to the sensitive. We will be generalizing enormously during this episode. We're going to talk about Gen Z and millennials in general. That encompasses millions of people. You probably know some perfectly fine Gen Zers and millennials. This show is not about them. It's about the masses of them. If you're not of one of these two generations, and most of our listeners are not, then you'll need to know how they think because you'll be interacting with them during the collapse. Many of them will be a problem for you unless you understand them. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. We're so excited and want to give a huge shout out and congratulations to our producer, Madge. Mm-hmm. Producer Madge. Not has, his or her real name. Not his or her, or we don't, yeah, his I mean, or a her, who knows? Could be non-binary, um, we don't know. We, yeah. We do Has know. been laid off Yay. from their corporate woke job. Woo-hoo! We yeah. want to give an awesome, awesome shout out. And Madge is free. Madge is free. So um, we're going to keep Madge. Secret identity. Secret identity because who knows? Madge might. Maybe money. be the voice of Bud Light. You don't know. <laughs> but um, honestly, we want to give a shout out and congratulations because there's freedom that comes with that. And we also want to pray and have mm-hmm. good vibes and good thoughts and all of that for the future endeavors. Uh, what? Madge. Why don't you tell folks about our fantastic giveaway? All right, folks. This is so awesome. Our awesome sponsor, Survival Garden Seeds, is giving away seeds. And this is a limited time. They're giving away seeds to a lucky winner. Mm-hmm. Three lucky winners, actually. Mm-hmm. They are giving away one each of their 30-pack home garden seed collection. That's 30 packs of seeds. Mm. 50-pack homesteader seed collection. And 100-pack farmer's seed vault. All of these are packaged for long-term storage. So the giveaway is open between now and June 23rd. Shelby, how do you find how to get into that? Super easy. Go I to was our, wondering that myself. Go to prepping. 2-0.com in the upper right. You'll see a little on the gr- homepage. On the homepage, right there, little green bar. Also, if you're listening to this in one of our podcast forums, we're going to put the link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And I've also pinned it at the top of our social media page. But honestly, the easiest place is to just go to our website and click on the green button. But between now and June 23rd, all you have to do is give your name and email address. And it yeah. might be worth a huge old pack of awesome heirloom quality long-term storage seeds. I'm so excited. Hopefully you win the pack that has the taco tree seeds in it and you plant them and a tree grows and it produces tacos which are delicious no that's a lot well, they, talk well, they to, are delicious well, they talk to us they're working on it they're working on it they have a mad scientist anyway let's get back to reality and that would be the top 100 items that disappear first this is a list from bosnia survivors of things that disappeared first it's a great weekly checklist of things you may not have thought of It is available, the entire list, at prepping2-0.com. It's top 100 list of things. Number 18 is buckets. Why would you need buckets? Because you've got something you need to bring into the house from the store to the house. You just put it in the hatchback of your Subaru and you just drive it there. I mean, why would you need buckets? There are no more cars. There's no more gas. There are bandits on the road. You need to carry stuff that you've never had to carry before. That's why you need buckets. We always tell you a reason of the week to be a Patreon. And our best reason currently is that you get a listen to the lightning round in the after show. Here's what you missed if you're not a Patreon. Whose single, Pray It Away, was released on January 27th of this year? I don't care, and my answer for any musical question is Hank Williams Jr. We're hilarious, we're funny. And we're so in touch with Gen Z. Let's get into it, everybody. Let's go ahead and do it. They're mysterious, and most of us can't understand them at all. But they're a big chunk of the population that you'll need to deal with during the collapse. We explore the mysteries of Gen Zers and millennials thinking. Let me start off with a very important point, and that is... We're generalizing. I said it in the intro. If you're talking about millions of people, 
you're talking about gigantic trends. There will always be outliers. If your nephew or niece or your kid are awesome, they're not typical Gen Zers and millennials. Good. Please don't. Yeah. Number one, good, good on you. Because you'll hear two, why that's good. Yeah, that exactly. Bit, yeah. Don't send us comments. If you're a Patreon, there's an episode and people do comments. The comments are very interesting. Don't sit there and say, unless you want to. I mean, we're conservatives. We don't tell people that they can't say stuff. But, but if I you're mean, nasty, we'll delete you because yeah, that's uncalled for. I'm, Here's what I will yeah. say. If you're a Gen Z and you're listening to this and you're like, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. You know what that means? You are a leader. Yeah, Good on you. Exactly. And that's the other thing. Most of our listeners are not Gen Z and millennials. So we're talking about them as if they're an exotic species in the zoo. And they're not. They're like people among us. They're your neighbors. They're yeah. your neighbors. Before we get going too far, we need to make some definitions. Gen Z, I didn't know this, but it's people born from 1997 to 2012. So currently, those would be people who are between the ages of 11 and 26. So when we talk about Gen Zers, in your mind, hear a little voice saying, 11 to 26 years old. Yep. Because that's what we're talking about. And why are we counting people that are not considered adults? You know why? They have buying power. Mm -hmm. They have influence. More so than kids that were 11 or 12 or 13 years old had even 20 years ago. Yeah. For when sure. you mowed a lawn for a dollar and you bought an ice cream bar, you were not a huge part of the United States And if States you talk economy. to 11 year old and you ask them what they want to be, this is how you know they're Gen Z. Or you say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're going to say, YouTube influencer. <laughs> they will say that. I guarantee you. It's happened to me. And it's rather alarming. Not a lot of money in YouTube influencer. A another point that we need to make, because we're trying to be very fair here. This would be very easy to be basically a quasi stand-up comedy show about how goofed up Gen Zers and millennials are. And that's not really fair. We try to get you accurate information. We like to lace in some humor and make it fun, but we need to be fair because I don't want any listener to completely write off two generations of Americans with only getting half the stuff. So it's important to make this point. There was a coin from Rome and for Gen Zers and millennials, that was about 2000 years ago. That's a longer time period than you've probably ever conceived of. But anyway, 2000 years ago, there was a Roman coin that was found and it had an inscription on it. And it said in Latin, and since I don't speak Latin, I will go ahead and speak English. It said something like, the younger generation is completely goofed up. So for the extent of history, human beings, the older generation has thought the younger generation was messed up. And so we are acknowledging this and we are saying we're probably suffering from this, but we wanted to be fair. Right. It's something that's cyclical. But on the other hand, the younger generation kind of messes things well, up. I mean, Rome fell. Yeah, that's right. Let's just be honest. So another point we would like to make is that a lot of the bad stuff, especially about Gen Z, and as you'll hear throughout this show, we think Gen Z is way more messed up than the millennials, although the millennials have some problems too. So think of millennials as Gen Z light and Gen Z as really messed up. And we'll talk about whether that'll stay true in the future. I'm really afraid of what the next generation after Gen Z is. Yeah, it's Gen Alpha. Oh, gosh. Yeah. We're not going to talk about them because they're, they're probably going to be... The oldest one is 10 years old. Yeah. I'm going to leave it. They're yeah. born in test tubes. No, just kidding. No, they were born during COVID. Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about mm, that. Okay, they're going to have sorry. like fingers growing out of their nose and stuff like that because of the COVID thing. No, I'm just kidding. But... Our point is a lot of the maladies associated with Gen Z might just be symptoms of generic bad parenting. For example, there have been bad parents in every generation. I had a couple of them. <laughs> and some of these things that may be messed up may be just from garden variety, baseline, X percent of the population are bad parents and they're a predictable outcome. See, we're trying to be fair and we're giving you both sides of this. We're not being, you know, flamboyant. Oh my goodness, this generation is the end of society. We don't actually we think could, that. We could do a whole show on how messed up baby boomers were, but let's not. Oh, what? yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. So Shelby has some observations of Gen Zers that I think are very shocking. I was shocked as I think well-informed as I am and as realistic as I am, some of the stuff she told me 
blew my mind. Why don't you take it away, Shelby, on electronics and Gen Zers? Well, it's really interesting because I did a recent search. I've discovered the Washington Examiner, a great publication mm-hmm. out there that's conservative, and I can't find it, but I'm going to give you the gist of it. They did an article recently, an opinion piece, on how electronics have really messed up kids' abilities to handle stuff. Yeah. They get stressed out over the littlest things. Here's an example. I was with a kid a week and a half, week ago, and he threw something that he shouldn't have thrown. And I said, hey, come here. I want to talk to you about that. He Did you scream? No, I said, hey, just come over here. I want Because I didn't want to embarrass him. I was trying to be cool about it. I said, hey, just come here. He just crumbled into tears. And I'm having the most stressed out day. I just wanted to talk to him about how not to throw something where someone could get hurt. You know what I mean? So that's a really good example of how kids have very little bandwidth to handle stressful situations. And it happens all the time. You're going to hear my little examples of this throughout the show because I work around kids more so than I have in a long time. So and I'm seeing these things in front of me that falling apart over the littlest things is a good example. They don't have the bandwidth. And part of it is electronics. When you're playing games and you're able to take control of a situation in a game or you're able to control a game because you know the rules and then you go into real life and real life is a whole lot of exceptions to rules. And you have to be able to handle that. They can't. And that Washington Examiner piece spoke to me about that. Yeah. And as you can see, it's a huge problem when a generation of kids generalizing once Mm -hmm. again, a lot of people in a generation, that's probably a better way of saying it, crumble at the slightest stress. This is going to be a huge problem when the electricity is off and the water isn't flowing. And you hear gunshots in the distance. I mean, you think you crumble over being told to please come over here because you just threw something. This is the generation, honestly, let's think about this, that they're 11 years old. They've grown up with smartphones and being handed a smart, you know, they're the ones that you've seen, you know, in the last few years standing in line at Costco playing a game on their parents' smartphone. I mean, that's been their babysitter's electronics. We're going to get more into that, but first you have some things to say. So, folks, great sponsors over here at Prepping 2.0. You can find all of them at our website, prepping2-0.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. Tons and tons of coupon codes over there. You will find Paul Burke, Idaho Realtor. He is also at FirstResponseRealty.com, powered by Fathom Realty. EMP Shield protects your home against big electronic things, big surges, CMEs, EMPs. Minuteman Coffee, which is powering Shelby right now. Mm -hmm. Numana Foods, freeze-dried bulk foods for your deep preps. Backwoods Home Magazine, great resource to do this prepping thing. And Katie Armour, come and take it armor, protects you and your family. Casey, things get a little spicy. Shelby was making the point, and I'd like her to expand on this because it is mind-blowing, how, and this is me talking, not her, that a lot of Gen Z kids, it's like their brains are wired differently because they have had, from very early on, electronic stimuli that shape them, and it's almost like Am I exaggerating? Do you think their brains are wired differently? They very are. They can't handle sitting still. They always need stimulus. And right now, and I've talked to educators out there, the group of second graders right now is a hot mess. Why? Because the second graders were the ones who in kindergarten were in, you learn how to stand in line quietly and you would learn how to sit and learn a lesson. In kindergarten. In kindergarten. They're now, they just actually just- Why didn't they get that in kindergarten? They didn't get in kindergarten because they were sitting in front of electronics- for the bulk of a key year. Because the, schools were shut because down. Because schools were shut down. That It was all electronic. It was not people. It was not standing in mm-hmm. line. It was having a little video game teach you ABCs. Right. And not being able to have one-to-one interaction during a key year. So I should take that back. Those students are now starting this fall, third grade. These are the kids that, and I've seen it, I'm, I can talk to them and they have a hard time putting a sentence together. They have a hard time making eye contact with you. The little situation I explained where the kid fell to tears, that was one of these kids. They have a hard time. And it's talk to someone in education, all the kids younger than them, same thing, because they have been in homes that went through COVID. Parents were not in the household because they're trying to keep the money, the financial situation afloat because they're young parents or parent, Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, often. And, And these kids are in front of tablets and TVs. 
And that's how they've learned social skills. And they haven't had human, nearly as much human interaction as you and I have had. And it's really sad. You can see the difference. You can see the difference in the kids. I don't care what anyone says. Homeschool kids during that time do not have this problem. Mm -hmm. It's the kids who have been in front of electronics for the bulk of their waking day. Another problem with what you're saying is when you are learning social cues from electronics, it depends on who programs the electronics. Because if you have the left, like Disney, doing all this stuff where they are teaching kids what's normal and how to interact. They're teaching kids in the case of Disney, all kinds of stuff. We all know what Disney teaches. And let's just say, I don't think it's typical in most homes, what Disney's teaching. I don't think it's normal. And so you've got the people who create the electronics are creating the social social norms. Yeah. Social cues and social norms for these kids. It's bad enough that they're not getting these cues from actual human beings. It's even worse that the electronic programming that they are receiving has an ideological bent. This is a problem. So think about what, again, we'll probably use this example a lot. The kid who fell apart in tears. He's reading a social cue off of me that I did not put in there. I just said to him, hey, come here. I want to talk to you. For some reason, he read that completely wrong and thought something completely different. That's the problem. So the ability to communicate using the social cues, the facial expressions, the, hey, just, you know, are so out of whack. They really are. And this is something that, and we'll get into this in a while, this may be fixable, but I and Shelby are concerned that this rewiring of kids' brains may be so deep that they may not be able to fully come out of it. And this isn't just our opinion. Just do a Google search. Holy buckets. American Psychological Association, let me jump over there, just came out with children's mental health is in crisis. This just came out, gosh, in January, a year and a half ago, right after kind of the post-COVID times, and how children are really harmed by remote learning and how they can't handle stress. It's all the things we're talking about. So we're not the only ones saying Mm -hmm. this. And nothing's changed, even though this is about a year-old article. If you look at anything even more recent it's still just as dire yeah another thing that you told me that blew my mind and again i was pretty jaded going into this but you actually made me more jaded and that was the lack of independent thinking and the lack of self-reliance among these gen z kids give some examples of that because it's stunning to me i'm not saying every kid needs to be grizzly adams right right I'm, i'm not saying that at all but tell folks about how completely deficient this generation in general is when it comes to independent thinking and self-reliance. Well, ask a kid, just say, hey, uh, do you need to tie your shoe? And when I say kid, we're not talking about kindergartners. That's a, that's you, a little, you don't yeah. expect I, them to I'm know expecting how to. a second grader or higher. Yeah. Should be able to pretty effectively tie their shoes. They can't. <laughs> they can't. I've had older kids ask me. Now, here's the example I want to. I did a craft with a group of third graders recently. Let's all think about this. We all did this at summer camp. It's making God's eyes. It's a little craft that takes two sticks. You make a cross and then you kind of weave yarn around it. Mm-hmm. You can go look it up. It's really cute. It's really fun. It's really anyway. It's very easy to do. It's so easy to do. And you got to tie a knot. So I said to the kids, let's tie a knot. Of, uh, not every kid, but I'm going to say half those kids did not know how to tie a basic knot to get a craft started. And then there's the second group of kids that the, the, the gross motor skills to do that basically turn, twist, turn, twist, couldn't do it. These are kids that should have those motor skills and a huge swath of this group. And they're a normal group of kids couldn't do it. But ask a third grader to tie their shoe and it'll be and that'll 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 teach you. That'll trigger them. And you mentioned motor skills. And it seems to me I'm no scientist uh, that if you were raised on video games, you wouldn't know how to physically do stuff like tie knots. Right, right. And in, in your, your brain is You, you haven't gone to Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, hopefully they haven't, or gone to something where you've had to do that. You haven't gone to a summer camp where you've learned how to tie, or you haven't, you haven't done all of those children activities that 
all of us did to some degree or another as kids. Well, I think it's worse than that. Absolutely. I think it's worse than just not going to Boy Scout camp I and, and having someone <laughs> teach you. It's that they, even if they were taught, they have a hard, their brain is having a hard time telling their muscles what to do because their right. brain doesn't tell their muscles what to do except their their fingers on right. the game that's controller. The only, that's the only gross motors training that they've had. Yeah. Here's the other thing, though, too, is that it, let me take it one step further. Um, and I'm watching our time here and we'll probably wrap up with this. Go to for this segment for this segment. There'll be another segment again. Go to any age kid. Probably not so much high schoolers, but kind of that middle schooly age and say, try it yourself. See if you try to do a not yourself and then I'll show you how they will get mad many times in that moment because they don't want to take the time to learn how to tie a knot. They want someone to do it for them, which is a fantastic segue into our next point, which is I've seen this, too. And Shelby can tell yet more uh, examples of a lot of Gen Zers seem to rely on others for everything. And you can see why this is a prepping problem if you have Gen Zers around you, especially in your family or your crew or something like that. Describe, and we have about three more minutes in this segment, and we'll kick it off in the other segment too. Describe some Gen Zers' reliance on others for everything. Well, the tying the knot to make yeah. a silly craft is one. Asking someone to tie, when I, you know, can you tie my issue for me? And I'll say, let me show you how, and then you try it. No, just do it. That impatience, because I think there's a several reasons why. One, because when you've learned by electronics, you don't have to do it and someone else can do it for you. But there's also there's the parents that these kids have that have the same sort of impatience that they're like, I don't want to take the time to teach. The parents are probably millennials, which right. we'll talk about later right. in the show. So there's that impatience. There's that. There must be an app for it. There, there's right. no app for tying your shoe. And I'm going to add this too. For some reason, and I think this applies to millennials and Gen Zers, there's this perfection. If I'm going to do something for the first time, it has to be perfect and I cannot mess up. And I'm like, I say to people like, and my older son was even like this when he was a kid. I have no idea where he got it from. He would not try something because he knew he couldn't do it perfectly. Or he would go out and play a sport and be so incredibly mad at himself because he wasn't perfect. I'm like, let's go watch some footage of Michael Jordan telling about how that how did Michael Jordan get good at what he was? And he'll tell you it's not because I was talented. It's because I practiced like crazy. So there's that. I think there's this impatience because um, these two generations do not want to spend time learning something. And that's going to really um, guide our discussion today as well. It sure is, because a whole lot of surviving the collapse is learning skills. And if you just stop at the at the point of saying when somebody says you ought to learn how to do this, you say, no, I'm not going to. And you get mad. You you're never you're never going to learn it. And, and the other thing is, let's be honest, you're going to be a horrible person to be around. Oh my and, gosh, and the impatience that, is, is maddening. And I'll tell you something, when stuff is stressful, the grown-ups in the room are are not going to take well to, you know, if the grown-up says, hey, you need to tie your shoes, we need to go out and go check some, you know, I something. don't know, something. No, I'm not tying my shoe. Uh, I'm telling you what, stuff's going to get tense. Yeah. Uh, a guy like me does not put up with that nonsense. So folks, don't go away. We have so much more to talk about on this topic. We'll be talking about after the break. Will Gen Z get it together during the collapse? Don't go away. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. 
and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 all-in-one gravity systems are NSF ANSI 42 component certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One stainless gravity systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E. USA.com. Most tested, most trusted. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bolt carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us. We're just getting started about the conversation about Gen Zers and Millennials. For even more, stick around for the after show that's going to be quite hilarious. If you're a Patreon supporter and Patreons get to hear the lightning round, which series it's going to be super hilarious. Water totally comes from <laughs> bottles in the fridge. She's talking like he's a valley girl. I know. Well... Gen Zers and millennials, many of them Have talk much- like that. And I'll tell you what, you want to irritate Glenn Tate? Talk like a valley girl. Um, and then he'll copy you. and it, Oh, and, and I'll and mock you. Exactly. I'll mock your socks off. <laughs> so the reason I said water totally comes in bottles from the fridge is that that might be a Gen Z or millennial thought. And uh, when water is not coming to you because it's not coming to the store, and there's no electricity for your fridge to keep it cold, you might have to come up with a plan B for staying hydrated. That would be Pro One water filters. They have a variety of sizes and capacities. They're kind of like Berkey water filters, except they're less expensive. So go to prepping2-0.com, friends and affiliates page, click on the Pro One water filters logo. You'll see a nice little discount there. Go ahead and get yourself some because you don't want to be saying water totally comes in bottles from the fridge when it doesn't. 
archive dive. We're going to go back and look at episodes in the past because we have so many new listeners every week that they may not know about some of the great stuff we've done in the past. Episode 67, which aired February 2020, was called Tribe, Team, and Mutual Assistance Groups with Bear Independent. He is a YouTuber and he has a Patreon page. And he got on and did a great show about, as I say, tribe, team, and mutual assistance groups, which is a key concept. It is one of the themes we have on Prepping 2.0 is that you can't do this on your own. You need to have a crew. And he made that point very well. Well, now, Shelby, why don't you resume with our discussion of Gen Z? So I want to jump back because I found the article, Washington Examiner, dated June 5th of this year, TV stunts children's abilities to regulate their emotions based upon a recent study. And it goes through all that. I encourage you, go look that up. It goes through all the things that we're talking about today, how children, as they mature, their ability to regulate their emotions grows. But when you're watching TV and have your face in front of tablets, it stays very one-dimensional. And we're seeing that now. So um, what we did want to talk about is Gen Z getting it together during the collapse. And we wanted to talk about, I'll say this, living where we live in the country right now, I see kids running around in shorts and cowboy boots with super dirty hands, and they are honestly eating dandelions. Mm-hmm. I trust their ability to survive a collapse. <laughs> their immune system, too. Okay, that, too. <laughs> a whole lot better than kids who their idea of going outside is getting in the car and going to Starbucks with their mom on a Saturday morning. What do you think? I think you're exactly right. As with almost every other topic, we view things in the lens of red states and blue states. It explains so many things. We think there is a huge difference for whether Gen Zers will get it together during a collapse if those Gen Zers live in a blue state or a red state. You can imagine the difference. In blue states, exactly as Shelby said, let's get in the Subaru and go to Starbucks. Mom's getting a triple venti frap soy But it has wheatgrass in it, so it's organic and it's natural. And that's your experience with nature for the day. (laughs) Good Lord. Your experience with nature is Starbucks. Not good. Wheatgrass. Yeah. In contrast to red states, and, and I know what she's talking about. I can picture in my mind's eye the kid running around in shorts and cowboy boots eating dandelions. This is based on a true story. And so... You're going to have a huge difference once again. And we hate to sound like a broken record, but doggone it, it's important. You have to be in a red state. You've got to get out of blue states. If for no other reason, then your kids, if they're Gen Zers, are going to be way better off in a red state. They're salvageable in a red state. They are doomed for badness in a blue state. Well, millennials and Gen Z, try to get the whole family out of there if you can. So, and we're going to talk about more of that here in a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that is uh, what we think about Gen Z. Uh, (laughs) Oh, as far as them getting it together. Oh, I guess we didn't finish that thought. I wanted to make that point, which is we are less optimistic about Gen Z than millennials And there's three phases of anything. There's the immediate term, the mid term, and the long term. I think in the immediate term of a collapse, Gen Zers are going to be absolute train wrecks, far more so in blue states than red states. And I also want to point out, too, before we kind of move on, when you're thinking about Gen Zers, we've kind of talked about the younger versions, the ones that are in that uh, that kind of still in school, that 11-year-old to kind of 18-year-old. Keep in mind, Gen Zers go up to age 26, and there's some 25, 26, 20-year-olds that have small children that are going to be the, the next generation. Their parenting is messed up. Why do I say it? it's not messed up? It's incredibly different. Mm-hmm. It is. Here's the here's the iPad. You get two hours of iPad. Time. The punishment that they give their kids. If they give their kids is, punishment. If they give, they, it's going to be you get one hour less of tablet time. Well. Oh, and you want to see a kid throw a fit? Yeah. So just keep in mind, some of these Gen Zers have already produced the next generation and they're not equipped for it. Especially in a collapse. Exactly. So that's the immediate term. You know, you can imagine throwing tantrums in the midterm, the middle period of a collapse. I think Gen Zers will, in the scan is huge generalization, kind of start getting it together because there will be no tablets for them to play on. They're going to have to adapt. They're going to kick and scream and be snotty little 
you know, brats, but they may kind of sort of get over it out of pure necessity. Again, unpleasant to be around. And by the way, Gen Zers, those of you listening, probably not any snotty brats uh, listening to this show. If you're a Gen Zer, and you're, you're listening to this show. Yeah, Good on well, you. you're fine. But yeah. tell your Gen Z or friends that if they're little brats, they may end up getting kicked out of the place where the food and the security is. I'm just saying it that, could happen. Let me give an example of that. Can I? Mm-hmm. So here in Montana, we talked a little bit about this. I'm just going to hit on it a little bit. We have a Gen Zer in our legislator, in our legislature. <laughs> yes. That is a Gen Zer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, she, they are transgender, recently uh, surgically changed, and feeling the effects from their peers of the policies this person is putting into the legislature. So Gen Zers, you need to take on your peers. And that's <laughs> happening. So that's where I hope you hear there is hope. And if you're a Gen Zer listening, we are awesome. so excited. Yeah. We are so excited because you're listening to good stuff that's going to help you buck this system that's happening. Exactly. And when she says, don't let your generation be taken over by, you know, the transgender mm-hmm. madness, mm-hmm. It, that means don't let the transgender and other crazy woke stuff define your generation. You need to fight for your generation. You need to say, no, we are not a bunch of video game addicted snotty brats. We are actually good, productive people. And I think this generation is ripe for the taking when it comes to leadership from good Gen Zers, because (laughs) your, your generation, no offense is in general, so weak and pathetic that they, they will be greatly swayed by good leadership, especially if you have a better plan. If the better plan is, hey, let's go walk out and, and get some water that we then treat so we don't die of thirst. If that's your plan, um, you're going to have a better plan than let's sit here and uh, complain about the fact that there's no electricity for us to charge our tablets and play our video games. You can be a leader and you can have an enormous impact because in general, your generation is so messed up. So here's where you should also have hope, Gen Zers. Uh, again, Washington Examiner, recent study. And what I appreciate about them, they go find the cool studies that you're not going to see mm-hmm. on CNN or Fox. And they highlight them. Recent study showed that Gen Z is shifting towards embracing biological realities. This is important. And you see, this is a great example of things getting so messed up and so irrational that at some point, even brainwashed generations will turn it around. Yep. And we are in general hopeful. And we will say this, Gen Z has a long way to go. They have a very difficult path ahead of them because they have been so messed up. And the, the reality thing is, is going to come to them and they're going to be kicking and screaming. It's not going to be pretty, but at some point, They will figure this out, which is a great segue to say, I mentioned the immediate term, midterm and long term. Long term, I think Gen Z, by and large, gets it together uh, towards the end of the collapse because of the, the phenomenon we were just talking about. Again, it's hugely different in a red or a blue state. But, you know, this is not a lost generation. They're not completely written off. Uh, It's going to be painful and awful, but they're going to probably out of necessity figure it out. Well, and and let me talk a little bit to prove your point in this article. And folks, if you want to find it, it's on June 9th at the and it's called Even Generation Z is Shifting on the Washington Examiner. If you had pulled Gen Zers three, four years ago, they were high numbers saying they are for multiple genders yeah that number is starting to like 65 percent of gen zers now saying nope Mm -hmm. to that and what's and what's the reason for that they see on their like little kid soccer teams or whatever they see um boys competing against girls and completely dominating Dominating the girls physically just because of nature and and they say uh that's unfair the other thing i think that's happening too and you have to go looking for it there are now starting to be people out there who have done the who have walked the transgender line and have taken permanent measures towards that 
and are regretting it. And they are becoming very, very public about their deep, deep lifetime regret of such shenanigans. And that word is getting out too. So Gen Zers are getting informed and are changing. And I like that they're doing that because this is early in their generation. Yeah. Which gives me hope. So go ahead. Exactly. Well, we wanted to now move on to millennials. Now, a lot of us have (laughs) heard the term and not all of us, including me before preparing for the show, uh, knew exactly what a millennial was. Millennials were born between 1981 and 1996. So currently they're between 27 and 42 years old. Uh, as we mentioned, we going view, gray. Yeah. We mentioned, we mentioned that millennials are kind of Gen Z light when it comes to mess, messed upness. I like to invent a word every single show. Um, so we think that millennials have many of the characteristics of Gen Z, but they're not as bad. Now, a lot of us hear the term millennial and we think, oh, train wreck, dumpster fire, awfulness. And well, I think I yeah. had to adjust my thinking. My mind, I'm, I, this is because I yeah. aged and I didn't age along with it. To me, millennials are in their 20s. Nope, they're nope. in their th- <laughs> 30s <laughs> no, primarily. Shelby, grow up. Yeah, exactly. So when millennials were younger, and we're going to say about 10 years ago, they were. A disaster. We all saw the memes. We all saw the stuff. I mean, it's it's hilarious if you just type in millennials on YouTube. Millennial trivial questions kind of thing. It's yeah. going to come up. But millennials, there were all these videos where they did things like they, they said, okay, millennial, um, uh, this light bulb isn't working. Here's a new light bulb. What do you do? And they would say, uh, call somebody. They didn't know how to unscrew a light bulb and put it in. They had a lot of the problems of Gen Z. And there were things like how to, how to cook an egg. Um, they couldn't do it. And, and the, the, there were all kinds of studies, the percentage of younger millennials, say 10 years ago, that couldn't do the most absolutely basic things on their own, probably tying their shoes was part of it, mm-hmm. was staggering. Yeah, these people are teaching the current young ones. So and this is where Jay Leno got so much good material when he would go out on the streets and put a microphone in someone's face and say, is Arkansas a state or a city? And then so, the person would say, what's a state? Yeah. It, wh- Who won World War II? Um, Jay-Z. Yeah, right. They uh, Yeah. And so that's where we all just went, oh, my goodness gracious, that's... The millennials. That, that's and, and so we need to that was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of that still may be true. We're not saying that millennials are the greatest generation by no means. Um, and again, we're generalizing. If you're a millennial listening, you don't suck. Well, and here's the thing. I think many of our listeners that are millennials and there's many of you, actually, yeah. you have you have sent us emails and sent us messages saying I turned it around because I saw what was going on. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Exactly. So don't be set in your ways like we were until we articulated this. This is not a life sentence. Yes. This millennial thing. Don't think about millennials 10 years ago. It's more complicated now because, again, age 27 to 42, millennials are now buying homes and having kids. Oh, what? uh, Sean Swanson called it a reality bath. (laughs) When he had a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you're you're now having kids and you're realizing that. Free money doesn't come out of ATMs and the government doesn't just give people money with no consequence that it actually comes from somewhere. And you're, you're realizing all these things that you should have been taught when you were eight years old, but you weren't because millennials were raised by Gen X, which was raised by baby boomers. Baby boomers, again, there's tons of great baby boomers listening to the show. <laughs> baby boomers had a lot of problems. Gen Zers learned from baby boomers. Um, Gen Zers were, I think, a lot more risk taking and a lot more adventurous. I mean, we used to ride our bikes all the time and just without home helmets for dinner. down steep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Getting BB gun wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those were great. I actually, I actually shot a guy in the head, and he and he he fell down and hit his head and got unconscious. That was called Tuesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So anyway, statute limitation That's now a TBI, is passed. On. We need to fill out paperwork and fill out. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah. So, but the millennials, um, they they were raised by, especially in blue states, and you don't see this problem as much in red states. So now. Millennials are buying homes and having kids and they're having to wise up. There's something about having 
to have a job, to make a mortgage payment for the house you just bought for your kids and to have to pay for diapers. There's something about that that is the reality bath that the millennials are getting. So let's talk about that. Now, if you're an older millennial, let's just say you're 40 years old, very likely you could could very likely have kids in middle school and high school. You could have has your child. You could have a Gen Z. A Gen Zer. But here's what I think the older millennials are seeing is many of their kids are in high school and they're watching girl sports mm-hmm. get filleted mm-hmm. right now with the current policies going out there. It, I and I'm I'm sitting here saying I'm I'm here supporting what I'm about to say. If you are a millennial and this is you, you I got your back. You're the one who's going to school boards right now yep. and squawking as you should and running for school boards because you want the change. You're the ones, let's just talk about it. In Los Angeles, a bunch of parents just got arrested because they came out against a certain holiday that started out as a day and has turned into a month mm-hmm. in June. I'm not going to talk about it because I want to keep us from getting deplatformed. You got arrested and you stood on the line and you fought for your kids. That was me in my 30s when I was fighting for school change and parents' rights. When my kids were in school, Guess what? When people go, when government in particular goes after people's kids, the blood starts boiling. And I'm for you. I'm with you. I was there and I'm there with you. So hold the line. Hold the line. Fight against this. And I feel like this is, I hate it because that's such a millennial thing to say. I feel like you guys, you millennials, are catching it sooner than my generation did. Mm-hmm. You're catching the the politics that's happening, the moral de- degradation that's going on, and you're catching it and you're fighting. And I give you so much credit for that. Yeah, I was at, um, I'm going to be vague here. I was at a political event last night. Uh, not a Democrat event, by the way, just oh, shockingly. Those are hard to find around here. Yeah, they are actually. <laughs> <laughs> there was this great parade, Memorial Day parade, and and the Democrats were in the parade. There were like four of them. And they were, and they were scared. They were using, they were scared, and they were using walkers. And I, it, yeah, it was a, it was a slim bunch. Yeah, yeah, and not the, a whole lot of applause for them. No, no. So, um, but anyway, where was I going with this? Uh, you were at an event last night. I was at an event last night. Thank you. And uh, there were quite a few millennials there. Now, I don't have any frame of reference. I haven't been going to these events forever. And I'll just tell you the reason I was at this event is that having moved from a blue state to a red state, I realized that I have a personal obligation to keep this red state awesome. Uh, Make or keep Montana, Montana is a phrase that comes to mind. I have to go out and do stuff that maybe I don't want to do because... And by that, I mean political stuff. Um, Go do political stuff and be engaged because I can't just move from a blue state and then sit on the couch and assume everything's awesome. I'm getting off on a tangent, but I needed to say there were quite a few millennials there and they really brought a lot of energy to the place and they seemed really well informed. I think there's just a a deep chasm. There's there's a great... um, uh, divergence on a spectrum. There are a lot of leftist loser millennials and Gen Zers, and there's a lot of uh, there's a strident minority, is what I would say, of Gen Z and millennial conservatives, and there's not a lot of them in the middle. So what I want to just um, kind of put a fine point on a couple of things that you said there. We talked about when we a couple of years ago, a lot of our shows were how to move to a red state. We talked about don't just move and sit. You need to move and get involved locally in politics to make sure that you keep the values there that you move to and not bring your out of. So good on you, Glenn Tate. I applaud that because I was uh, I support you doing that. The other thing I want to point out, you go to this great event and let's let's just stop for a moment and think about some of the cool people that you met and some of the cool people that we have met since we've been here that are Gen Zers in top positions in Montana. The attorney general. Mm-hmm. of Montana, who you see in the national news a lot, because he takes on the current administration with lawsuits at one after another. He's is, a millennial. He's a millennial. Yeah, he's he's in his early 40s, yep. so he's technically a millennial. Oh, yeah, so it's out there. So, we, you know, the school board example yeah. is a good one. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the uh, millennial parents uh, were largely Armenian, 
and they were duking it out with Antifa in a fight between Armenians and Antifa. My money's on the Armenians. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, those guys don't goof around. But in, but. And it, but that is not an isolated example. So it, you know, I understand that it, this was an Armenian group of Ar- Armenian American, according to the Washington example uh, examiner. This has happened all over our country. Mm-hmm. This has happened with more than one issue: CRT, with Common Core, with all the things that parents don't want their are their kids exposed to. Good on you. We support you. And for a lot of the reasons we've previously mentioned, it is our analysis that millennials are more likely to get it together during the collapse, which is really the focus of this show. I mean, how are people in different generations going to get it together? And are they going to be assets or are they going to be liabilities? Once again, generalizing. And we think that millennials are probably going to get it together more quickly and more deeply. And if the school board example is an example we can say that there will be tons of other examples, things like the government spending a ton of money and, and inflation goes nuts and these millennials are like, why is gas $18 a gallon? That kind of stuff. I think that they're going to realize that that the the leftist way just simply doesn't work. And, and, I, and we should have brought this point up earlier and that is millennials and Gen Zers in particular are incredibly apolitical. They don't think anybody is doing a good job. They are not truly conservative, again, generalizing. They're very apolitical and they think it's a big scam and they have a lot of reasons to think that. Now, I will say that when it comes to politics and Gen Z and millennials, Gen Z and millennials uh, have a lot of, you know, social justice, you can call it tolerance, although the left is intolerant, but they have a lot of thoughts on, social issues and they view social issues as kind of the universe of politics. Oh, Republicans want to be mean to transgendered people. Well, I'm not a Republican. That's an example of what I'm talking about. They don't put a lot of thought into it and it's really um, focused on social issues, not economic issues and not long-term prosperity. It's all about, well, I have a bunch of friends in my class who identify as whatever and people shouldn't be mean to them. So whatever political party is mean to them is a political party I don't support, but they don't vote. That's the cool thing yeah. about millennials and Gen Zers. They vote in very, very small numbers. Thank goodness. Well, and um, let me step back and, and add, we only have like a minute. For those people, like I don't want you to be mean to a transgendered person. You can have that conversation, then you can take it one step further. Well, let's look at these people who have taken the transgender step and are harmed by it. Mm-hmm. So you might think Republicans are get, are trying to be mean. They're not. They're actually trying to prevent the injury that will come later. There's a longer game there. The other thing I want to say, though, too, stop and think and be encouraged by this. Of the those in the conservative, and I say conservative, not party, in the conservative entertainment realm that are millennials, your Ben Shapiro's, your Candace Owens, mm-hmm. those people who are using that voice Steven Crowder Steven Crowder of that that are speaking to these issues that's your generation that's your future leader so folks we're going to carry this on into the after show and talk about things that we're not necessarily going to talk about mm-hmm. out on the radio waves mm-hmm. that's going to continue this so folks like we always say from Benjamin Franklin failing to prepare is preparing to fail have a great week everyone you've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.